The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to give me a call, as usual, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276, and uh, we can talk. And if you want to watch the show on this uh, lovely day of June, January 3rd, January 3rd, 2024, man, this year's flying by already. But if you want to watch and participate in the chat room, all you got to do is go to rumble.com forward slash chat oh hey guess what guys this is for charlie and laura and ernie oh i guess we can't do that if it's live stream okay no i'm sorry see i I get confused because i did a video yesterday in Streamyard, and when you're recording it you can pause it but i just i thought that was a new feature but when you are uh going live you can't pause it for the live stream that makes sense Hey, we should just wasted some time. All right, as I was saying, if you want to watch the show, all you're going to do is go to uh, Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E dot com forward slash Matt Slick Live, and you can participate in the chat room and uh, stuff like that. And watch me sitting here; it's not a big deal. And see if my voice fits my face because everyone says it does not. So if that's got you curious, you can go take a look. People say I have a face for radio as well as a voice for radio, so that works out perfectly. All right, hey, if you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Also, uh, if you want to email me, you can do that. All you have to do is uh, just uh, send an email to info at karm dot org, and uh, just put in there radio question or radio comment, like uh, Marsha did, and. Uh, uh, oh, look at that. Good question. So I can put that in the radio questions folder. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff there. And once again, I want to say thank you to everyone who donated uh, for the end of year drive. We really appreciate it. it. It helped a great deal. And one of the new things we'll be doing is cleaning up a lot of the loose ends in all of that in our big system. That's so generic. But that's what we're going to be doing, and um, I'll be contacting people, calling them, just saying, hey, how are you doing? Thanks, and things like that. And um, for certain level donors, what we're going to be doing is uh, having a once-a-month meeting where we can just send them a URL, and they can come in and meet the missionaries and me and staff, and we just talk about whatever, and uh, just kind of a meet and greet, things like that. We'll be doing that, too. All right, and there's one more thing. What was it? Oh, yeah, no, wait, wait. I got a newsletter to do tonight, but there's something else. I, you know, oh, I started Patreon again, and hopefully it worked because I haven't been there for a long time. And so uh, I'm doing that now. Patreon.com forward slash Matt Slick, if you want to check that out. Matt Slick. And for those of you who might be newbies, Matt Slick is my real name. Born with it. It's on my passport, driver's license, birth certificate, and all of that stuff. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty astounding. All right. Hey, let's just jump on the air. Let's get to Mike from Florida. Mike, welcome. You are on the air. Thank you, Matt. Uh, how are you today? <laughs> Doing all right. Hanging Hi. in there. 
Oh, and I just remembered. Uh, thanks for reminding me, Joanne. Tonight, open forum on Clubhouse at uh, six at nine p.m. Eastern time. We'll be doing that for an hour or so. Open forum. You can come on Clubhouse dot com or Clubhouse on your app, and you can look up my name, Matt Slick, at uh, that time, and we can talk. Okay, sorry about that, Mike. Um, sorry about that. I did interrupt you there. Okay, what do you got, buddy? No, no problem. Well, I was. Uh, I, I've been dealing a little bit with the uh, the idea of supersessionism lately, and uh, okay. you know, uh, on, I'm on a couple of websites, and and th- they're dealing with this as if it's a bad word, you know, and and I am a supersessionist by fulfillment. In other words, I okay. think that uh, uh, Jesus has fulfilled all the promises that God made to Israel, and that the resurrection of Jesus is the hope of Israel. And the language of election is now applied to the church. And so uh, if that's so, uh, it's so obvious to me anyway, if that's so obvious, what is the, ba- the big uh, stink about using the term supersessionism? You know, it's not a replacement theology. It's a fulfillment. The- you know, God, uh, God is, it's the, the march of uh, 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 the history of redemption. And I don't see anything wrong with the term. Can you... Uh, enlighten me as to why people get all freaked out about that <laughs> well it's it's very close to replacement theology and so yeah supersessionism so if there are differences i could maybe could write an article on this and and uh, get through the issue of what those nuanced differences because basically i've seen them as being uh, just synonymous so uh mm-hmm. there i do have an article on this on CARM, what is supersessionism? It's teaching that the new covenant established by Jesus replaces the Old Testament Mosaic covenant, and words derived from supersede, etc. So basically, it asserts that the Christian church has replaced Israel. It's also sometimes called replacement theology. Now, I'm getting the impression from you that there's a little bit more nuanced differences in that, right? Well, to me, there, uh, it's an unnecessary, uh, you know, it the. If you just put in a footnote that it's by fulfillment, you know, people think that God has pushed, uh, that I'm saying that God has pushed Israel aside and replaced that with the Gentiles or something, and that's nowhere near what I'm saying. You know, if they just understood the doctrine, the term replacement would not be a bad word, if you understand what I'm go- where I'm going with that. Yes, uh, what I do when people re- routinely misrepresent what I'm saying or or maybe I'm not being clear enough you know then that's fine it ha- does mm. happen what I will do, then do is say look I'm ho- I hold to super, uh, super cessationism or I, or I hold to replacement theology however I don't believe ABCD I do affirm uh, DEF okay so that kind of a thing is really good so when I have my uh, on my CARM website, the Statement of Faith, I have a list of doctrines that we affirm and deny. So we affirm and deny, and it's always good to do that as well when you want for clarifications. Mm. Okay? Yeah, well, the uh, the whole idea, though, it, you know, if I'm talking to people, and Israel's in the news now, and I try mm-hmm. to make the statement, I know this is a little bit, uh, you know, insightful or something, but I'll say that you know those people. Those people in the Middle East are not biblical Israel. You know they're not. They're not in covenant with God. And it seems right. to be the flag that I raise 
too early or something to explain what supersessionism is. You know, it, it might be my mistake. Well, you think that's a- well? Now, see, this is where we get into covenant theology, and um, we have to deal with. All right, let me just focus and say it. Covenant theology, as good as it is, is so vast that sometimes it becomes difficult to understand some of the nuances. So mm. we're talking about the Abrahamic covenant that is also called the gospel. In Genesis 12, 3, Galatians 3, 8 talks about this. So there are certain aspects of the Old Testament covenant that are still in effect. Now we have a new covenant, and the new covenant, the spirit is given. In the old covenant, there was basically a law system. So the three parts of the law, the ceremonial, the judicial, and the moral, the judicial and ceremonial are done away with, but the, the moral, uh, the judicial and ceremonial, what I, I hope I said, but the, are done away with, but the moral is still in effect. So the Jews are still obligated to follow the moral law. Furthermore, there's an aspect of all men being in Adam and under the covenant that God made with Adam and all progeny, which is why I believe personally that when God was saying to, Gen- to, to Adam, when, in the day that you eat, you will die, I think he was speaking to all mankind and eschatological issues. So anyway, so when we get into this issue of covenant, what I would do if I were you to to get this better and to have less problems is to do a study on the covenant requirements and aspects of the Old Testament state with God and then include how they broke the covenant because they didn't recognize the Messiah and that we the Gentiles are grafted in. But the question is, is God covenantally done with Israel? And the answer, of course, is, well, no, he's not. You go to Romans chapter 11, 25, 26. You know, uh, it says he's not done with Israel. So then it, it's just bal- it's a balancing act of trying to understand all of it and make it all make sense. And this we get the covenants, it's not that easy. Well, right. if he's not done with Israel, uh, what does that mean? That he's going to come back and rebuild a temple like the dispensationalists say? Well, it does look as though the temple will be, will be rebuilt. Now, the dispensationalists, I, no, I, forget that. I don't believe in dispensationalism. God works covenantally. However, you know, we both, both dispies and covenantalists, look at the same text, are going to see the same thing, and are going to see the same facts, and then interpret them in light of their um, our uh, assumptions. So it does look like the temple would be, would be rebuilt. And it does look like, uh, for example, some of the prophecies are that, uh, you know, 200 million man army is going to march up the dried up Euphrates River and come into Israel to take a spoil. And God's going to clean their clock, you know, with, with through Israel. It's going to happen. So it's, God's not done with them. Because that's what the Bible says. A partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And so all Israel will be saved, just as it's written, the deliverer will come from Zion, he will remove ungodliness from Jacob. So that's not yet happened. So God's not done with Israel. This is why I'm saying it's a balancing act between the aspects of covenant and dispies who are going to say certain things, covenantalists who are going to say other things, etc. It's just not an easy one to work through. Takes a lot of work. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't say that uh, there's there's two parallel peoples of God though, would you? No, there's only one people of God, the elect. Period. They can yeah. be anywhere, so if, any if place, church, anytime. So if the church has fulfilled that, 
and there's no more old covenant people, that there's a new covenant people. It seems as if the destruction of the temple and the and the city in AD 70 sort of put a uh, a stamp on that that you know that you know the types and shadows have been fulfilled and there yes. are no more types and shadows. It seems to me. Yes. However, let me throw a uh, a bit of a monkey wrench in this. Okay. So right. this is just more information. In Genesis sure. twelve three, God says to Abraham, "And I will bless those who bless you." And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So the sign of that covenant promise is found in Genesis 17, uh, 10, 11. This is my covenant, which you shall keep in your descendants. Every male shall be circumcised. It shall be the sign of the covenant mm -hmm. between me and you. All right, so that's a covenant sign. Well, what I read to you first was Genesis 12:3. In you, all the nations shall be blessed. When we go to Galatians 3:8, Paul says this: The Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, "All the nations will be blessed in you." Okay, so Paul references Genesis 12:3 as the gospel. So now we have an interesting problem because that means the Abrahamic covenant is still in effect because it's called the gospel. So now what do you do? Do you want to say it's replaced? We can't. Hey, we got a break coming. Hold on, but we'll, we'll get into this. You see why it's not so easy? All right, so hold on, Mike. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. We have two open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, and welcome back to the show. Let's see if we can get Mike back on if, as soon as the, uh, let's see, the producer, that's right, activates him. There you go. Hey, Mike, welcome, buddy. You're back on okay. here. How you doing again, Matt? Uh, I, yeah, I got a couple comments about what you said earlier. Um, it's my impression that J uh, when Moses said, that there's going to be a prophet like me coming along, and if anybody doesn't believe in him, he'll be cut off from the people. That's, so that's cut off from the right. people. And then Jesus is that prophet, obviously, and also Jesus and the church is the new rebuilt temple, and all of those, you know, I mean, the types of shadows to me seem to have been fulfilled pretty, pretty significantly. Yes, but God's not done with Israel yet. That's Romans eleven, twenty five, twenty six. So he's not done. So you got to include. Yeah, but he, but but that, but that was written. That was written in the first century, and I think yes. he was done with them in the first century. I think that all turned over. I think that's done. He says, "Well, he, it can't be because he says, and I'll go to it and I'll read it again. All right, it says okay. this. It says, I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So what's the fullness of the Gentiles? That's the critical well, issue. 
Yeah, well, if if you have a if you have a definition of the fullness of Israel, my my definition is sort of a strange one, and it's it's based on uh, I heard uh, Scott Hahn and uh, James uh, Scott, I think it was, was talking about the history of of Hosea. You know that that not okay, you're called just, not go ahead. What, what's the, what does it mean? What what is the time of the Gentiles? What is it? Well, I have to I have to I have to kind of define it um, i gotta give you a little history before i can define it okay no you it, don't you just say that the time people. the gentiles is that's all you got to do and all scott right. hahn's a catholic so you got to be careful fullness, i mean the fullness of the gentiles the way i define it is the uh the return of the northern 10 tribes they got they were cast they were uh, the Hosea's uh, uh, Jezreel. That was the second kid was named Jezreel, and that is scattered, thrown into the nations. They became Gentiles, and part of the history of return is that the the two sticks of Israel have to be uh, returned: the northern ten tribes and the southern two tribes. And Paul is the, is is the uh, he is going out to the Gentiles, and I think that's his main function is to gather the northern ten tribes back into the fold, and the the fullness of Gentiles are the northern ten tribes located oh, okay. in those Gentile nations. Yeah. yeah, I don't agree with that. Um, and well, so, nobody does, okay. but I, it's it's my favorite yeah. solution. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it, it doesn't seem to be the case because. Um, I've never heard that definition as being it. That doesn't mean it's not true, but I've just not heard that. Uh, so, when it says all Israel will be saved, so the, oh, let me ask you: Are you a, a preterist? Uh, yes. Okay, that explains a lot right there. All right. Um, so yeah, now well, we got to shift. Know, yeah. Now we got to shift the focus a little bit, and we got callers okay. piling in. So I want to get to them, but I want to show okay. that that preterism is false. I need to just attack well, that first. Well, I disagree with that. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I can it. show you ten ways. Hold on, Sunday hold wise. on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk to Are, you about this. All, all right? right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So, preterism says Jesus returned in 70 A.D. That's what it says. It's right. In the armies. Right. Okay. That's not how the prophecy is that he will return. This is Acts 1, 9 through 11. It says, and after he had said these things, he, that's Jesus, was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So Jesus was lifted up into the sky where the clouds were, right? right? Well, in a cloud. On a cloud. He's a cloud rider, but go ahead. Yeah. And then, would, do you agree the cloud was in the sky? I would, but but he's the cloud rider you, has a specific meaning hold, in the hold Old on, Testament. Hold he, on, hold on, hold on. Is the cloud in the sky? That's my question. Yes. Okay. He's lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. He's lifted up. They're watching. And as they were gazing into the sky, while he, he was going up, two men in white clothing stood beside them. And they said, Man of, Man of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? What are they looking into? A, a, a cloud rider. A cloud rider. Okay. Look, I read you the text, and when I ask you a question, you introduce a term that's not in the text, even though the text clearly says they were looking into the sky. 
So when I ask you, what are they are looking you, into? Wait, wait, your wait, answer wait, wait, should wait, be wait, they were wait, looking into the sky. Argue. Let me have a wait, chance wait, to argue on. with that. He no, was you riding can't. on a cloud. The, the term well, hold, on no, a cloud is in the okay, verse. Okay, stop, 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 okay. stop. Look, look. He was lifted up. The and it took him, and the cloud received him out of their sight. And the yeah. angel said, "You're looking up into the sky. What are they looking into?" They're looking at a Jesus riding a cloud into the sky. They're, so they're looking into the sky. That's what it says. And then it says, yes, "This I, Jesus I, I who's taken up from you, this Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you watched him go into heaven. And he went up into the sky. The clouds up there, and that's how he's coming back. That refutes the idea that he came in the armies. That's how he returned. It's just that simple." Well, I, I, I contend that the, the term riding on a cloud is in the verse, and that riding on a cloud coming back is, has a specific meaning in the Old Testament. That's the way I interpret that. Where does it say riding on a cloud? He went up on a cloud. Didn't he go up on a cloud? Okay, I asked you, where does it say riding on a cloud? You say, did it say he went up in a cloud? I didn't ask that. Yeah. I said, you said riding. Well, Gee. I'm just describing it. You know, he's the cloud rider from the old. He's Yahweh, don't, who was the cloud rider. Don't call him. Don't do that. When look, I've done this for so many years, forty-four years now, that when people know, do exactly what you're doing, when people do this, when they they take the words that are right in the text, they ignore them and just insert a slightly different phrase repeatedly. That tells me they're interpreting it differently than just simply what it says. It says that they watched them go up into the sky where the clouds were. That's how he's going to come back. That's what it says. So he, did okay. not, he, he did not go up in the sky on a cloud? This is amazing. I just said he went up into the sky on a cloud where the clouds were. That's what I just said. How could you say I'm, I'm saying to the contrary? Well, I'm not saying to the contrary. I'm saying he rode the cloud up into the sky. Isn't that what the verse says? No, it doesn't say he rode a cloud. It says a cloud received him out of their sight. How we could probably interpret that is he went up and a cloud was in front of him and he was gone. But it was, it's in the sky where the clouds are. Because the angels say, why are you saying looking into the sky? And he ascended into the sky where the clouds are. That's what's going on. If you spiritualize it, no wonder you're having problems. This I'm not having problems. I'm not, I'm yes, just, you are. I'm just, yes, you are. Well, I mean, uh, we have a this difference of interpretation. This refutes Peter, preterism. And you can go to First Thessalonians no, 4. Yes, it does. Your denial doesn't make it go away. Look, we got to go. There's a break. we got people. But look, that refutes preterism. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Ay, ay, ay. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm reading the text chats. We're having fun in there. People are, are uh, amused by my facial expressions. <laughs> I'm talking to people like, what? <laughs> and they like those facial expressions. So uh, there you go. All right, let's get to Ramon from Utah. Ramon, welcome You're on the air. How you doing, sir? Hanging in there, buddy. Hanging in there, man. So what do you got? 
So my question is, is 12 years ago I committed a certain crime okay. and I'm on the registry. And so... Which one? What, sex offender register? Yes, sir. Is that it? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it's kind of hard and everything else. We've got certain stipulations we've got to follow by and everything, which is understandable. Right. I don't disagree yeah. with them. But it's just, it's just hard. I'm trying to get my life on track and everything. And it's like the only church out here is the LDS church. And I'm not LDS. I don't believe in the LDS church. Okay. I pray for a lot of the members, but, you know, I'm, they're about the only ones who are out here that are willing to even do anything for people with uh, specific mm -hmm. crimes. Right. And I honestly don't know what to do. Okay. What I, city I do you live try in? to have Bibles. I'm over here in Salt Lake City. Right okay, now, Salt Lake. Okay, yeah, I'll be down there in a couple of weeks, Lord willing. We're going to be getting down there. Um, so, uh, okay, I'm pausing because there's several things going through my head. One is you've got to find a good church, not a Mormon church, no matter what. Okay, it's a cult, and um, so there are churches in Salt Lake City. I know there's some in uh, Jordan Valley. There's some in Sandy. And uh, down there, you know, but and I know of a, of a good one in Provo of all places. Okay, but that's too far away. It's like an hour away. So, um, what I would do, uh, if I think word this properly, what I would do is go through the yellow pages, white pages, whatever you can, look for churches online, and call them up, and you tell them the story. You, you write something out that you can read, so it's not confusing. And uh, you're repentant, this and that, and uh, that you want to find a church to fellowship in, and you're perfectly willing to abide by any rules or restrictions that they would have. And then you just just yes, go sir. through the do that, and and uh, that's what you do. Now let's just say I was a pastor, and you called me, and you said that I'd say let's meet, let's talk, you know. And I'd meet, you know, we'd go out to get coffee or something, and we'd just talk. I'd say, well, tell me about it. And I wouldn't be pointing any fingers, you know, just let's talk. And I'd say, well, look, you're welcome to come to our church. And I had to talk to the elders, and we would have to work this out how it's going to be. Because, yay, yeah, come on in. But, of course, you couldn't, um, you could not, you know, do anything with the children, etc. And, you know, okay. And... If need be, maybe the congregation might need to know, but maybe not. It just depends on circumstances and some stuff. And, and that should be it. And it should be that the elders are, are aware and that, uh, you know, you're repentant and you've got this thing hanging over you and you've got to work through it in, in a, a church and that you just lay it before the eldership and you, you just follow their instruction shouldn't be a, a big deal I mean it is I'm not trying to dismiss it but you know it should be workable I should say it that way yeah I understand yeah. um yeah I just it, it is hard and everything and sure I'm just hoping that the world will open up doors and everything yeah oh it'll happen I like the part you said about repentance mm -hmm. My, I do go through difficulties I mean I'm a recovering addict so, I mean, repentance is a big part because I wouldn't want nobody to come into my congregation that has that has the, uh, the taint of sin and that kind of right. in-depth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but the thing about so Christianity is, sure, 
but we're supposed to be forgiving and um, and, and patient and gracious but we have to be that, those things with wisdom so you know um, it, it, I'm not saying we have to publicly say hey this this is I'm going to introduce you to so and so and this is his is what happened and you got need to know this I mean is that appropriate I, I don't know depending on the church but uh, you know I would just say go there attend and you know you sit near the elders and you just watched a little bit so that if it ever comes out it's always known and also I would say uh, the elders should keep a record uh, of of your interactions with them this this is not to be oppressive it's just hey we're we've been aware for he's been coming here for a year and we've had meetings and and everything's under control and there's not a problem you know etc so it's a toughie but it's workable okay and and you need to go to church you do. I mean, I'm yeah. kind of like really hard-headed about what church, because I do believe in the Reformed theology, and, and okay. I can't be in like hearing some people preach on Arminianism and all that, and it's just yeah. like, I just get upset. <laughs> so, yeah, so well, I, I, I'll a, keep... I, I know a Reformed pastor down there, uh, last name Hurlbut, and um, uh, that's his real name. I like to ask him when I see him, how, how far, but his last name is Hurlbut, and... Um, you can look up, uh, so you can find him, and uh, you know, I've been to the church, and he's a good guy. We went to Israel together seven, eight years ago. But also, you could um, you you could uh, contact mrm.org, Mormonism Research Ministry, Bill McKeever. He knows churches in the area, and it could maybe okay. he knows something. And you know, and it's okay. He's a good guy, and uh, along with Eric Johnson, they're, they're great guys, and they know good churches and and stuff. You just have to be upfront about everything, and d- just keep knocking on doors until until it happens. And both of those guys are reformed as well. Okay, so okay, and then there, you know, there's and someone's making a, a comment. States are different. Uh, different states have different rules. So you're in Utah, and you you know. Uh, it's just something you have to work out with the yeah. elders. Anyway, it's doable. Okay, it's doable, man. All right. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Yeah, right, I've been God listening bless. to you for like oh. I've been listening to you for like twelve years, and I really you've been like my own personal pastor while I was locked up. <laughs> oh, you okay? Well, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people listen to me while they were incarcerated, and I did nine years of prison ministry, and so I love. Okay. I actually really like meeting uh, guys who are who are in, and then they're out, and they say, "Hey, I was listening to you, and it really helped." You know, I just love that, and I'm very comfortable with uh, with ex cons or however you want to use the term. Uh, I don't care. Hey, yeah, you, you know, okay, yeah. And uh, I met many guys, and it's like, great, praise God, you did your time, good. Now, now what? You know, now what? Let's just move forward. That's all it is. But hey, look, I'll be down there, uh, Lord willing. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll I'll say to people, I'll be at a restaurant if anybody wants to come in and, and just say hi or at, at a place or something like that. Maybe I'll do that to people. Not people email me say they want to meet me. That's not a big deal, but you know they say they do. You know, and they can arrange okay. at a restaurant or something like that. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Sounds good. Goodbye. All right. You too. In fact, yeah, I'll just say that I probably will be going down there in a couple of weekends, um, and if I think the 12th, 13th range, you know, if enough people down there go, hey, we just like to meet, you know, get together at a restaurant or something, um, just to say hi, hey, I'd do that, or a coffee shop. Just if you want to do that, so if I get three, four, five people, you know, or so or more, I go, yeah, fine. 
uh, just email me at info at karm.org and say, yeah, it'd be fun. Not a big deal. I'm not impressive. <laughs> it's not a big deal. But hey, sometimes it's kind of fun to meet people. So uh, there you go. Let's get on the air now with the next longest wait. And it's Anne from Alabama. And welcome. You're on the air. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello? Sure. Yes, Hi. I hear you. Okay, good. I am a first-time caller. Okay. And um, I just love the your patience. <laughs> so my question <laughs> I, I is, work on it, and though. I'm serious. <laughs> well, you're doing I'm good sorry. so far. I oh, have a question, sure. and it is a serious question. I'm confused about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Israelites. Who are the who are the original Israelites, and are the Jews the same as the Israelites? Are the Israelites the Jews? Are the Jews the Israelites? Yes. And yes. and what's the what's the original culture of the? Okay, let's see. My question is, Jew, is that the faith or the people? Both. Because the Jews are the ones who were descended out of the bloodline of Abraham, and you can actually trace genetics back to that. And there's a Semitic uh, genetic line that they, that uh, is traceable way back there, and it goes back to mm-hmm. before Christ. And there's a lot of geology, not uh, excuse me, uh, genetic archaeological research where they do uh, trees, uh, genetic trees, and so that's one of the things. And and the original culture it was very similar to what you might see in nomadic cultures uh, over in the Middle East now. And so the Jews who are in the land today are descendants of the real Jews. Now, I have a friend, um, and he's a, a Jew, but he's a Christian, and he can trace his lineage back. He knows what tribes he's from, and he's Jewish, and he's, you know, he's a friend of mine. Anyway, hold on, we got a break. Okay, we'll get back and talk some more about this. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, we have one open line, 877 We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, back on the air, and as soon as Anne's activated again, I can get her back on, and then we can continue to talk to her about the Jews, etc. All right. So I was going to add a little bit more. Israelites are generally uh, from the northern tribe of Israel and Judah from the southern, and so the Jews out of Judah. And But normally now, what they're spoken of as being interchangeable, Israelites are generally the geographically uh, located people, but uh, Jews are, it, the term just now becomes all Jewish people, including the Israelites, etc. Okay? But anyway, go ahead. Okay. You back with me? Yep. Yes, I am. Okay. Okay, I'm just trying to get a, a clear thought of um, mm-hmm. when I hear the word Jew, instead of faith, I know the Israelites are a people, but I'm, I'm, the two confuse me. When I hear Israelite, Israel, Israelites and the Jews, uh, the Israelites, is that, is that their faith, Jew? Well, yes Explain. and no. It's yeah. used interchangeably. So the Jew originally were members of the tribe of Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So all Jews are Israelites, but not all Israelites would be Jews in that context. 
Okay, right there is what I, I get confused about. When we mm-hmm. are we talking about their faith? All all Israelites do not have the same faith. There's a yes and a no to that as well. There are Israelites who are atheists and those who hold to to the truth of the Torah, for example, the first five books. So there's a variety in there. Those, it's why it's not easy okay. to just say, here's the only way to look at this term and that term. There, It's been, through history, it's been used in different ways. And so it's a little bit tough to nail it down. Okay, but originally... Okay, so for me... Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. For me to say, for example, for me to say I am a Baptist, would that be the same to say I am a Jew? No, a Jew is not a... A Baptist... It, it, there's a yes and a no to that as well. You, that's okay. <laughs> you, you could have a Jewish person who becomes a Christian and is a Baptist. And so he'd be a Jew and a Baptist in that sense. But theologically, they can't be the same. Because a Jew who what theologically, what's that? What make one a Jew? Birth, genealogy. Okay, that's that's what does that. They're descendants from the tribe of Judah, and but okay, the term all the descendants now from the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. But the but the term now has been used to include all. Jewish people, all Israelites, all who came from Israel 2,000, 3,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago. So the term now means okay. that. Originally, in, when the d- divided kingdom occurred, the northern kingdom were the Israelites, and the Ju- Judah was in the south. So they were Jews and okay. Israelites. But they were all from the same original source. And that was okay. the people who came from Abraham. And then those are the original uh, so, Jews from Judah. The original Jews in the narrow sense are from the tribe of Judah. In the broad okay. sense, the term is used to describe all the tribes of Israel now. It's just that's how the term okay. is used now. Okay? Now I got a question okay. for you. Are you getting any uh-huh. of this from the from the Hebrew Israelite movement? Say that again. Are you getting any of this or is some questions generated from the Hebrew Israelite movement. No, sir. I'm individual. I'm just trying to learn. I'm not connected okay. to any of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm trying that... to learn for my personal sake. Good. Yeah. Good. good. And yeah, there's called and like I see, called, I was... There's something called the Black Hebrew Israelite movement, and it's a. It it often will say that they are the true Jews, the true Israelites from different tribes, and they they get into these conversations a lot. It's a very racist, unchristian uh, group, so movement, anyway. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. Okay. Uh, and the Israelites, their culture, am I seeing it right? The culture of the Israelites, their original culture? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, depending on what you mean, but okay. Okay. When I say original, you know, I'm a country girl. When I say original, I mean the <laughs> beginning. You know, I'm, I'm trying okay. to... Okay. Oh, oh, original. To to I thought you meant regional. Regional, but you mean original. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, from the beginning, we okay. started. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so that comes from the, the broke... Yeah, that comes from the, the northern and southern tribes when they when they split. That's where the terms okay. came out of. Remember, Israel was one of the... Uh, he was a, an ancient per, individual 
and out of his descendancy is uh, where the Israelites came and Judah likewise out of Judah okay mm-hmm okay okay so that that all started with Jacob the ancient uh, I believe Israelites. so I believe yeah, so Jacob yeah mm-hmm. he had the 12 sons right he had 12 sons, and that's where the word right. Israelites come from, children of Jacob. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more thing. Sure. The guy that called earlier, mm-hmm. you know, when he was talking about the road on, on the cloud, mm-hmm. maybe he could, if he's listening, maybe he'll understand better mm-hmm. if he can compare the road to the rapture. If he understand the rapture, you know, caught up, yeah. maybe he can see better how Jesus was caught up. You know. Yes, there's, it's like that, and and uh, the issue of them, him returning the same way he went up is also found in, in, in Acts 1, 9 to 11 when I went through it, but also in First Thessalonians four sixteen, where it says the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, yeah. with the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This is also right. describing the same thing. But that guy was so obstreperous, he he's incapable of seeing what this text is actually saying because he's so entrenched in a false doctrine that he can't see. That's yeah, you know, and we just pray for me and other people like that because we can be taught for so long and we just get stuck in that mindset and don't want to see anything else. So I just wanted to pass that to him if he's listening, if he could compare, you know, look at the look at those scriptures you just quoted about the rapture and how we will be caught up and maybe it'll help him see better. But thank you so much. That's what I needed to hear. I needed to know the difference in the Jews and the Israelites and the ancient Jews and the ancient Israelites. I think I got a better understanding now. So good. I appreciate good, it. Good, good, good. <laughs> well, God bless. Thanks for calling. <laughs> you, All right. you too. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. All right. Let's see. Fred from Durham, North Carolina. You're uh, you're next. What do you got, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Um, just right. calling. I've been a long-time listener for about two years, and uh, finally got to call you tonight uh, to help her under- help me understand a little bit more what the word says about. I had a best friend that passed away about two weeks ago from a sudden heart attack, and um, I, I just want to know like where does the soul go immediately after it dies? Is it is it in resting or somewhere, or does it immediately go be to be judged, or how does it work? The unbelievers, those who died without Christ, go to a bad place where they begin uh, torment, being tormented, and then there'll be a final judgment where they'll be cast into hell and outer darkness. The believers go to be with the Lord, and we know that from Second Corinthians five eight, where it says, uh, "We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be." at home with the Lord. So the believer is with the Lord Jesus. Now where and how that exactly is right now, there's discussions and debates about it. But we get to go be with the Lord. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, that, you know, I know that he didn't preach a lot about the Word, but I know that his beliefs were in the Lord. So I I hope that, you know, and pray that he's with him in paradise now. Well, you know. Thank you very much for helping me understand that. Okay, okay. Well, God I'm bless. sorry, I didn't no mean problem. to cut you off. 
No, it's okay. All right, thank you. I was going to just say, (laughs) going back and forth here, but I'm just going to say that a lot of times we don't know what happens the last few minutes of someone's death, or of life, excuse me. I don't know what the circumstances of your friend was. But a lot of times people have this ability to be broken because they recognize death is about to come upon them and they cry out to God. And they can be saved that way and go to heaven. So I don't know the circumstances of your friend's uh, passing, but maybe there's hope in that if that was his situation. Okay. Okay. Like Thank that. you, sir. I appreciate that. All right, man. God bless. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Sure. Okay. We don't have anybody waiting. People dropped off. We've got about four minutes left in the show. I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, tonight, in. Uh, in one hour, isn't that right, uh, Joanne? One hour from now, I'll be on Clubhouse, and I do about an hour on Clubhouse. Now, I used to go every week, but now because I got so busy, I just started doing it once a month. But generally, people we do it for two hours, okay? And generally, people don't really come in very much uh, because I'm not there regularly enough for them to remember the, uh, the the time. So we'll just see if if you want to. You want to ask me different questions. It's different in the radio uh, in that I usually uh, will get into some stuff more deeply uh, in those contexts, not so much on the radio, because often there's people on the radio waiting. They want to get on, and uh, and I don't want to become argumentative on the radio. And sometimes it does happen in uh, chat rooms because uh, it's just that kind of a thing. I do try to be patient with them and, and uh, work with them, but sometimes it just takes a lot of time, a lot of stuff, and um, so it's a little bit different format, that's all. But if you're interested in, in checking it out, all you have to do is just you know, do it on your phone, just download the Clubhouse app, and uh, it's easy to do. You just sign up, it doesn't cost anything, and then once you're there, you hit the little magnifying glass, wherever it is, and you just, uh, you know, in an hour, just type in my name, Matt Slick. That's it. And you'll find uh, it live. Oh, it starts in two hours? Oh, so it's, that's right, that's right, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So it starts in two hours. There you go. I, I uh, made a mistake. Thanks for correcting me, Joanne. Joanne. So um, there we go. All right. And uh, Clubhouse tonight, what time? It will be... 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. my time. It's easier than Discord, but I'm on Discord a lot. Uh, anyway, we're just rambling because we, you know, we got uh, to kill some time here a little bit. And Discord is another place where I go and do a lot of teaching. And sometimes I'll be on there for two or three hours, and I'll have these in-depth conversations with individuals, which I won't have here on the radio. These in-depth conversations, uh, both in Clubhouse and um, on Discord, get quite deep sometimes and we can talk about transcendentals metaphysical ethics we can talk about metaphysical justification and deduction induction and abduction we can talk about all kinds of topics and we get into these things and syllogisms and disjunctive syllogisms and so we'll do that and and uh, generally the audience understands this kind of stuff a little bit better than the average Joe coming on the radio. So I like to, to discuss that. And sometimes, sometimes, um, I'll do some really nice Q&A. It's called an AMA. Ask me anything. It's an AMA. People sometimes say, hey, Matt, just come into the room and, and they'll just fire questions. And it happens a lot like that. 
and uh, I don't go into the rooms in order to dominate. That's not my, my perspective, not my, my desire. What I want to do is just go in there, listen while I'm working on something. And sometimes people say, hey, Matt's here. Let's just ask him some questions. And they go, oh, okay, if you guys want. And then they do, and that goes on for an hour or two. Anyway, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Clubhouse, if you want to check it out on your phone, clubhouse.com, but also the app on your phone. There's the music. I'm out of here. May the Lord bless you. By His grace, we're back on air tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Have a good evening. Another program powered by the Truth Network.